So what we're talking about here really is about protecting this incredible asset that healthcare workers have and strengthening it, fortifying, as if you're putting on the best PPE you can facing that firestorm. I'm so happy you're here with us on Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast, because today we are so excited to announce a new partnership that allows us to combine our dynamic coaching with peer support, plus an innovative course that'll help you retrain your brain on how to interrupt the stress response in the heat of the moment and strengthen your resiliency. This partnership is called Doc Working Stress Pal Frontline. And it comes with up to eight CME credits. We're especially excited because we're able to provide this affordable solution to your entire healthcare team with continuing education credits. If you'd like to learn more, contact us at solutions at docworking.com. That's right. If you want to learn more, email us today at solutions at docworking.com. With me here today is Penny Sempel, founder of StressPal. So we can talk about how this innovative and interactive course was developed and why it integrates so beautifully with doc working to create this personalized type of support for you and your entire team. Penny Sempel has for over 25 years conducted training in conflict resolution, stress resilience, and health advocacy in collaboration with medical professionals in both hospital and outpatient settings. Penny, thanks so much for being with us today. Glad to join you. We get to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is psychological flexibility and resilience. What brought you to this work in helping physicians and other healthcare professionals increase their psychological flexibility and resilience? Oh, that's a great story. Over you know, one's life, we all have these journeys we take and we don't always know where they're going to go. But I was at University of California, Berkeley as a psych major. And it was back in the days when mind-body medicine was kind of a new idea. Even the idea of guided imagery was considered kind of newfangled. And I was working at a biofeedback institute and involved in training in guided imagery, meditation practice, and observing how people could change their stress response. And this could be readily measured with the biofeedback equipment, but how it was the suggestions and the person's own capacity to make changes and how that translated to benefits in their health. I went on to continue at University of California and got a doctorate degree in law, and I focused in my practice on conflict resolution and mediation. And actually, during that whole period of time, I was a law student. I was training, doing stress management, relaxation classes, and continued to observe how even in group settings, people could make remarkable changes. Long story short, I ended up joining a physician's pioneering practice with a group of physicians and working in hospital on how we could bring these mind-body modalities, these safe, non-invasive modalities to both physicians and patients who were experiencing a lot of stress-related conditions. So I saw that one-on-one approaches were very effective, but not accessible to very many people. And I put together a team. I actually joined forces. My partner in StressPal is a clinical psychologist, James Monroe, and he and I did the research and development of the StressPal tool to bring the leading intervention strategies to everyone. Yeah, I love it. You call StressPal robust tools for resilience under fire. That's a powerful way to think about it. So for somebody who isn't familiar with it, what is StressPal and what does it do? 
We are a company that help healthcare organizations and communities develop flexibility and resilience, both on the individual and the institutional level. And we do this by giving them scalable, state-of-the-art programs and tools to tackle decades-long crisis of burnout. I think of it like there's a firestorm in healthcare. Many of your listeners are going to be well aware of the underlying drivers of burnout. I don't even really need to repeat them, but really system-wide problems that exist. So we focus here on intervention strategies using an online digital health program that's very personalized and engaging and self-paced, also meets that confidentiality necessity in healthcare to build your capacity for your brain's ability to adapt and learn from and respond to stressors in ways that are more aligned with what you value. And that's a key part of this too. Where do you find meaning? Where is your purpose? And how can you learn how to assess how your stress-triggered behaviors are aligned or not with what's important to you? Right. And that's so important because we know from a lot of the research that when we filter things through values of what's important to us or what matters to us, depending on how you get to that, there's so much more sense of contentment, purpose. It's related to success. All of the things that people seem to want in their lives when we're more aligned and using those values or what matters to us as a compass. And yet stress responses often try to take over and drive the bus, so to speak, as I know you guys say, and I've been saying for a long time. And so it's a matter of how do we take the keys of the bus back? So our values are driving our bus in the direction we want to go. And the exciting thing is that the research is there. There's been fabulous research over the last 20 years in what actually works to help increase the brain's capacity in the heat of the moment when the stress response would be kicking in right then and there. What are the metaphors? What are the strategies that you can bring in in those first instances to defuse the stress response? I think it's helpful also to start even thinking in terms of the practical way we're looking at it. What are stress responses? Well, they're thoughts and feelings, right? I messed up. I did it wrong. They don't get it. They don't understand me. They'll never get this right. Those kinds of words we say in our head. And there's the feelings that we're all familiar with, whether ranging from rage and anger, sadness, frustration. The stress figure behaviors are really what starts complicating interpersonal relationships and our own experience. So defensiveness, irritability, passive aggressive behavior, micromanaging. Stress triggered behaviors though, is the place, you know, when life gets hard and there's these external firestorms going on. If we look at, well, what can we control? Well, we can start to get a better handle on assessing and looking at our stress triggered behaviors and our stress triggered thoughts. And then that even get to our physical stress triggers too, which we can talk about. But therein, in that hub of our stress-triggered behaviors and actions, here is where we can really start to make a difference in how we respond to and ultimately align our actions with what's important to us in those critical moments of heightened stress. Yeah, that's the beauty of this is it really breaks it down so that you can understand and your brain sort of learns a whole new way often of having skills and tools so that in the moment when you're used to just having that automatic action reaction cycle, or you look back later and go, oh, why did I say that? Why did I do that? There, I did it again. Learning this program allows 
us to learn a totally new way of accessing that higher functioning part of our brain so we don't end up in, you know, amygdala hijack, as I like to talk about it, or that place where our most reactive part of our brain has taken over when we're in an activated stress response. Again, you know, <laughs> driven us over the cliff on a bus metaphorically in a way that doesn't feel good. And when we think about it logically, wouldn't it be easier when we think of stress relief if we're bringing our stress levels down from a six to a two rather than from a 10 to a two? So if we can intervene with our own mind to de-escalate the stress response, sure, they may be a stress response, but if we can de-escalate, de-amplify that response right then and there early on in the process, we have a much easier job when we get to the stress relief part. Right. And I think that is what directly connects to resilience, right? When we can lower that stress response, it makes it much easier for us to move through situations instead of getting stuck and overwhelmed in them. And that, of course, relates to flexibility and resilience. And I think it needs to be said, I know Jen Barnard, CEO and physician often emphasizes, and I like to back her up on this, you know, we know that physicians and other healthcare workers are resilient. It's not that they're not resilient. I mean, it's that conditions like what we've experienced under the pandemic for the last two years have challenged even the most resilient people's resilience. And that's why it's more important than ever to be able to learn tools to help give you really fantastic skills that are needed for resilience and for lowering stress responses in the most stressful situations. Do I have that right? Yeah, you do. And I'll share with you an analogy that may help this make sense. Resilience is not a static condition. And you are correct that people who are drawn to the healthcare field have above average overall levels of resilience. But it's not static, you know, intense stress response, persistent stress response over time, and the maladaptive responses we often develop, like defensiveness, irritability, skipping meals, the kinds of things develop, will create wear and tear on our own resilience. So what we're talking about here really is about protecting this incredible asset that healthcare workers have and strengthening it, fortifying, as if you're putting on the best PPE you can facing that firestorm. Wow. Really well said. I like thinking of it as the best PPE to develop better resilience and to stand against all of those stressors that are just part of what is happening right now. If you have a career in healthcare, one of the things that I have to say, having done a lot of work around stress work and with physicians for the last number of years is I love this particular program's digital accessibility, meaning that no matter how busy you are as a physician, you can sit down at your computer And in a relatively short amount of time, you're going to learn these concepts and then put them into practice. You need to, in order to complete Mm -hmm. the program in a way that will change your brain and change your experience, but without having to commit to something that feels really overwhelming. Because right now time and, you know, the capacity to commit to something really big is hard for a lot of physicians. I assume you guys intended that on purpose when you designed it. Oh, yes, sure. We did our homework as far as not only how the brain learns and changes our cognitive responses, but also respecting that this program would need to be very accessible and concise. So the modules are very brief and you can stop and start as you want to. And then at the end of each level, take some days to implement it in your daily life. And that just takes moments in a day. You're not having to stop what you're doing. You're bringing it right into your life. 
Why was it important for you guys to make sure that StressPal would give physicians the opportunity to earn CME credits when they did it or for other healthcare professionals to be able to earn whatever their specific form of professional education is. Why was that important? Well, this is a kind of professional development. And we do have the accreditation for physicians, registered nurses, psychologists, and then the interprofessional communication credit is available to all healthcare workers on the team, as well as to those professional categories. And it was important because we felt we are providing this valuable professional development piece that ideally would be part of your medical education coming in. It would be one of the things you learn as you embark in this challenging profession is to have in mind and knowledge of the leading intervention strategies in the face of persistent external stressors. So we felt that was an add-on that we felt would be important for people to have. And we were very honored to have that accreditation process with ACCME go through. What is the feedback you are getting from physicians who are taking the program, completing the StressPal course? What kind of things are inspiring you that you're hearing from physicians? Oh, we're very excited about that. We've done some analytic analysis of our users who have completed the course, learners as we call them. And we're seeing outstanding feedback. There's self-reports, which are anonymous within the program. And there's also the CME evaluations that are turned in when people go to get their accreditation with the Postgraduate Institute of Medicine. And if you take five as an excellent, we're averaging across about 15 different evaluation criteria of learning objectives, applicability, and practice. We're up there about a 4.5, just right there around excellent. And we're seeing that 99% of our learners would recommend this program for their colleagues and their wellness leaders. And actually, we have 100% satisfaction rate so far. We would love to keep that number for the overall program as beneficial in their practice. So it's broken down a lot of categories, but overall, excellent feedback. I like the idea of teams, entire organizations learning this at the same time, because I know from experience when large numbers of people have a better understanding about stress response, flexibility, and resilience, it can drastically change the culture of an organization. Have you guys seen that and experienced that as well? Yes. I was just going to add too, one of the things that we have seen in our comments that people are making to the series is how it has benefited them in their interprofessional communications. And that's a very intentional goal. I have a deep background in conflict resolution. And of course, conflict resolution rises out of conflicts. And there's tremendous opportunity for conflicts in the healthcare setting where you have so many levels of operation and structure within the organization and different values and directions that have to be fulfilled along the way. And there's such a polarity that can happen with conflicts that are destructive. But there's also an opportunity for conflicts to be constructive, for people to come to the table and more effectively problem solve and collaborate. And that process of coming together to more creatively problem solve and collaborate to solve these drivers of burnout is going to be enhanced when the people in those meetings, which hopefully includes more of the providers and healthcare teams working with management, that everyone there has some common language around their ability to self-assess and their ability to assess in others. And each of their capacity when they observe stress-triggered responses arriving in themselves to be able to choose more workable strategies. And I think that's the key here. When you increase your capacity for observing, assessing, is this helping me? Is it helping me to achieve what I value? 
If not, what's a more workable strategy? And you're learning how to do that in just moments. Well, choosing a more workable strategy as far as helping to resolve these deep underlying conflicts at an organizational level or a team levels within the hospital ER is an extraordinarily valuable skill. So we're hearing a lot of positive words about how this is reinforcing modeling and more effective communication and problem solving. Now, you've heard why I think this is so fantastic. Tell us why you at StressPal were interested in partnering with us at DocWorking on this DocWorking StressPal program. What was appealing about this partnership to you and why do you think it works so well? Sure. Oh, that's a great question. I greatly admire the attention that you're giving to the coaching piece of this, to the one-on-one part. When you integrate these approaches, the opportunity for people to study privately and enhance their own skills, and then you merge that with the interactive peer support platform that we built on the StressPal program, and that your team provides the real human beings behind that coaching. And then I know with the Thrive program, you go on to provide the one-on-one coaching as well. You're now taking really what science shows to be the best way to learn and to change. So you have both, right, that private education, you have that peer support, you have coaching and the opportunity for one-on-one. And then I know as both organizations are providing for those who are truly in distress, it's important to be able to help them get to psychotherapeutic help where that's appropriate. So I love that marriage of the education, the peer support, and the coaching. Me too. I love this idea that people will be taking this course learning, and then they can jump on very easily this online community to have discussions with each other. And then also with coaches, if they have questions and as coaches, we're also going to be providing materials, quotes, other things that are inspirational and that we know from our group coaching that we've done online with other physicians that they find grounding inspiring that helps them focus. And then we can get into some other areas around time management and things that also play into the tactical, practical part of putting this all into action in their lives. So it's been super fun for us to be able to partner with you guys and to be able to share the incredible course that you created with so many different people and healthcare teams and institutions and organizations, and then to be there to partner with the physicians who do the program to support them through coaching and peer support. It's just really a perfect combination, in my opinion. We focused quite a bit on the program earlier, and I'm glad you brought up these points that you maybe is one of the things that we saw. In addition to the personal education, we created this on a robust active learning platform that organizations can use in a customized way, and as Doc Working is doing, to bring in their other wellness initiatives. So it's not just limiting the ability to communicate around stress and coping mechanisms and resilience, but also a place where you can be interacting around other areas that are stressors in life, whether that's how that impacts with work-life balance or sleep or nutrition and these other areas. So trying to create that opportunity for flexibility in how you educate and how you disseminate information to your team. Yep. You guys have done a great job and it's been a joy to be able to bring these together and know what an impact it is having and going to continue to have on a broader level. 
Penny Sempel, this has been just a great conversation. And we really appreciate you taking the time to share your insights, your deep wisdom on this subject, your lived experience of not only seeing the problem of how challenging it can be for people to regulate their stress responses, but to dig in and provide such a meaningful solution. It's inspirational to us all. Thank you so much, Jill. It's been delightful to talk with you. And if you're interested in joining and or learning how you can bring the Doc Working Stress Pal Frontline Solution to your healthcare team with up to eight continuing education credits and ongoing coaching support on the peer-to-peer platform. Email us today at solutions at docworking.com. That's solutions at docworking.com. And we can bring you and your team on board right away. We want to thank all of you for taking the time to join us today as well. Please tell your friends, colleagues about Doc Working the Whole Physician podcast. We love being here to provide meaningful information to you. And until next time, I'm Jill Farmer. I'm Amanda Taran, producer of Doc Working the Whole Physician podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and head over to docworking.com to see all we have to offer.